Hey there, everybody. Hey, how are you doing today? Hope you are doing well. Welcome to Cooped Up Live, the broadcast where I, Cooper Koch, just talk about whatever the hell I want to talk about. Uh, day's events, current events, all that kind of stuff. So welcome, welcome, welcome. While we're waiting on folks to join, um, coopedup.com is my website. You can visit that anytime. I sporadically post content there. I'm Cooped Up is my handle in all the social places. Would love a follow wherever you are. Um, I'm cooped up, um, and on Instagram in particular would be a great place to start. And then wherever you watch or listen to this, it is aired uh, live on Facebook Live, YouTube Live, as well as rebroadcast in audio format on all the major audio platforms, uh, or podcast platforms, rather. Be sure to click the bell so that you subscribe, and you know when I post new content. Hey, Mama, how are you doing? Good to see you today. Um, also, please, please, please comment. I've got a a light card today. I say that all the time, though. Uh, please comment and keep in mind it takes 20 seconds between the time I say the words and you hear them. So sometimes I don't know what you're talking about in the comments. But um, so last night, y'all, I watched a football game. Yes, I haven't done that in forever. I had to figure out what ESPN was. <laughs> I knew what it was, but like I, I was searching. I was like, Todd, what channel? Where do we even find ESPN? And so I actually just went to the search bar and searched for TCU, and it showed numerous options on numerous different TCU channels. And we put it on the pregame first, which was kind of just like the lead up to it. Because y'all know what a pregame is. I may not have known that. Um, But then we were watching it on ESPN2, I guess. And their version of it was so annoying. It was like... It was like, so see the whole screen here? It was like half the screen was the game and the other half was all of these like grotesque dudes just like goofing and making fun and acting silly and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, this can't possibly be the game. And then we looked again and did not see the game anywhere. We're like, this can't possibly be it. But then uh, sure enough, uh, I was like, maybe it is. So we watched it a little bit longer and then... Someone clued us in on Facebook that ESPN regular, ESPN one, the OG, I don't know, was airing the game and they were only having it with just like the basic broadcaster announcements and it was in full screen and all that. So we switched it to that much better. But who do people like that on TV? Like where the guys are just acting like juveniles and goofing off during the game. Like, is it instead of actually watching the game, you're watching these guys react. It was like a reaction video. That's what it was like. Like watching Kellen react to somebody making a recipe or watching somebody else react to somebody doing something. That's what it felt like. Um, anyone else watch that like that? And is that what straight people like? That was my question, actually, last night. I was like, is this what straight men in particular enjoy watching? I guess that a couple of times I've listened to sports radio. I guess that's what it sounds like. Just a bunch of... I don't know. Wasn't my thing. So we switched over. But man, that was a crazy game. I am just... So as I as I disclosed yesterday, my two favorite uh, college football teams are SMU and whatever team TCU was playing. So last night, obviously, I, was, I wasn't really cheering for Georgia. I was just not cheering for TCU. Let's just put it that way. But the uh, uh, the thing is that the game, I was like, 
this morning when I got to work and I was talking to people on my team about it, I was like, thank God TCU actually scored at least once. I know they, they scored the first touchdown and they were early on, like early in the first quarter. Thank God. Cause what was the final score? Like 56 to seven, something like that. 63 to seven, something in the fifties or sixties to seven. And at one point, so the, the pastor of the church here, uh, where our, our kids' school rents space from, uh, he posted last night. He was like, well, the silver lining is that Georgia did not score during halftime. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. Mm-hmm. 65 to 7. I mean, wow. And, you know, normally I think that's that's abnormal for like a championship game. I've, I've always felt like anytime I've watched sports and it's been a championship anything, whether it be football, baseball, soccer, whatever, the scores are either very low or they stay on par with each other because both teams are excellent, right? They're both really good at the offense. They're really good at the defense and all of that. And so for there to be such a blowout at, at this level, that was shocking to me. I couldn't tell you why any of it happened. I know Georgia was playing very well. I couldn't tell you if TCU was playing well or not. I don't know football well enough. As my mom says, I don't watch football. I don't understand football. My entire my entire awareness of football comes from being in the marching band in high school and having to sit in the stands and watch. For, I only did it for two years because then I was freshman and sophomore year, and then I was a foreign exchange student, and then we moved and I wasn't in the band anymore. So that is the entire – so 30 – what was that, 1991 and 1990 – no, 89 to 90 and 90 to 91. So like 32 years ago is my – entire education about football um Aaron's like you're losing me here um I will say though that some of the youngsters who were playing the footballs uh I was googling some names and Eric and I were texting each other and he was also posting on Facebook uh, on my comments about it some of these youngsters they are not terrible to look at um until you realize that uh I could be their parent in college. Cause like when I was, so at my age, I'm 48 years old. I was already, so if my parent, when my parents were 48, this is kind of like math here. When my parents were 48, I was already 28. So I was already 10 years older than, or at least six, seven years older than most of these football players were, which uh, is crazy, 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 crazy. Um, but yeah, but some cutie pies. Um, I did hear on one of the ESPN channels or and on one of the things that they were talking about that one of the teams, I didn't catch which team it was, that the entirety of the team was above six foot four. I am six foot four. I'm a very tall person with hair and shoes. I would say with hair and heels, I'm six, six easy on a daily basis. The uh, So for the entire team, there are huge people i'm suspecting it is georgia because they looked gargantuan on the field um so uh michelle is also saying those guys on the side were so annoying i found the regular broadcast thing same i guess everyone just kind of tuned into the other one maybe they showed that one if you search for it they showed that as the first one i don't know but it was crazy um one thing i do i did like tcu's costumes when they were on when they were on stage (laughs) I know their uniforms and I know it's on the field. Uh, so their costumes when they were on stage. 
they were they were interesting around the like from shoulder to shoulder and kind of like a like a along the collar it was um uh like almost like tribal like purple tribal or something it was really really like an interesting pattern one i didn't i didn't understand what it had anything to do with tcu texas christian university um it didn't it wasn't particularly texan christian or university um it was pretty though i i thought it was really nice it just and is that their standard uniform or were they wearing a special one for this um and then the other thing that i found very interesting was their i guess the coach assistant coach that calls the plays i'm maxing out my sports terminology here folks um the the assistant coach who calls the plays was wearing red which I thought was an interesting fashion choice. I posted about it, but, um, and everyone was, a lot of people were like, oh, he does that so that they can see him when he's calling plays. They know who to look at. They know who to go up to and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, well, I mean, I get that. I get that point. But couldn't he have worn all black? Couldn't he have worn bright yellow? Couldn't he have worn lime green? Couldn't he have worn baby blue? any other color than the opposing team's colors. And it was a red, a red pullover that said TCU on it. And supposedly TCU claims that uh, red is one of their kind of unofficial colors because it's the tears of the horny toads, the horned frogs, the horny toads. Cause I guess horny toads. And I kind of remember this from when we lived in Midland, they shoot blood out of their eyes or something. Um, if I recall that correctly, but anyway, um, I would make a different wardrobe matters. Like I would have made a very different fashion choice last night where I had that assistant coach. I would not have let myself go out there wearing the opposing team's colors. And it was also interesting because someone told me, I think it was in a text. I was texting with a bunch of people last night because all the SMU people were not mad about what happened last night. We were all texting each other on little, we have social groups on, on Facebook and stuff too. But the uh, supposedly as part of the contract of the coach that TCU stole from us, um, not really stole. They just paid him a shit ton of money and he left um, kind of without notice or something. I don't know. We're supposed to be mad about it. I actually don't know the terms of it at all other than that he just got paid a shit ton of money. But the uh, uh, one of the terms of his contract supposedly was that he had to wear purple when he was on the field as the coach because he had a history of not wearing school colors at SMU and maybe wherever he was before that. So Suzanne is reporting in that the tribal thing on the TC uniform is their standard uniform. Well, how fashion forward for Fort Worth with all of that. So, um, but I was very glad that the game did not last for a super long time. I do feel a little bad for my TCU friends who many of them like flew out there who, uh, got hotels, who bought these tickets, which I believe these tickets were like $300 to $700 for just average tickets um, at SoFi Stadium, which was, at least I got to see that. I think that that looks like a cool place to check out. But that they went on, they did all of this and it wasn't even close. Like I kind of felt bad for my friends. Like now I didn't feel bad for TCU, but I felt bad for my friends who did all of that. So, um, but yeah. Anyway, so we're, who are y'all cheering for? I, I know a lot of people who were cheering for TCU simply because of Texas, like 
just because of the Texas connection, I guess. But I don't know. Uh, I know a lot of Baylor people who weren't either because didn't didn't Baylor didn't they lose out on going to the uh, semifinals or whatever because TC beat them? I believe that that's what happened, or they didn't have a, the winning a season or something with TCU. We were in Waco at the time, and I recall accidentally, and I recall something about that happening. So, um, totally different subject. This morning, I had to wake up bright and early and take my Range Rover Gwen, Gwendolyn, to uh, the shop. Uh, my suspension has started to go out, um, and I have already got. I have an extended warranty, which has a five hundred dollar deductible, and I have already gotten word that they figured out what the problems are, but that some of the stuff is not covered by the insurance. Because I guess one of the things got rusted. I don't know how a six-year-old car gets rust underneath it. Beats me on that. Um, I have driven it to the beach twice. But I don't think that that's enough to rust it out. Um, A week at Rosemary Beach isn't going to rust your car out, right? Um, Excuse me. Why am I getting hiccups all of a sudden? Um, So I know for a fact at this point I'm at least $2,000 in. That was not the news I wanted to hear today. Um, And that is if... The insurance, so that's my $500 deductible and about $1,500 for a strut and something else. And um, and again, this is another topic. Aaron, why am I talking about these things? Why am I talking about football and automotive repair now? What's going on? Who have I become? What is happening here? So um, anyway... So I don't know how long it's going to take. This place is much faster because when I took my car into the shop earlier or in early, uh, or yeah, I guess it was early 2020 because the air conditioner went out. They It was in the shop for four months because the they were waiting on a part. And then they had to work me in and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, why did you have me kept bring it in if it was just going to sit and wait for a part? And they're like, well, we had to have you come in so we could take it apart so we could figure out what part we needed. So that we could order it. That's why. So um, back to the uniform. Suzanne is reporting in that the tribal pattern is supposed to be horns around the neckline. Huh. Did not get that. Um, so uh, two pig, two big pieces of news here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area that came out. Well, one is Dallas-Fort Worth. One is global. Uh, here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, one of the big pieces of news is that Bucky's, you know, the beloved... Uh, convenience store, mega store. I don't know. It's bigger than a convenience store or a gas station. I don't know what you would classify Bucky's as. It's a Texas legend, a staple. I don't think I've ever passed one and not stopped. Maybe once in my life have I passed a Bucky's and not stopped. Um, and they are opening up a new location in mid 2024 at the cross in Hillsboro, where um, I 35 East and I 35 West. Come back together if you're going south and become I-35. If you're going north, it's where I-35 splits off into I-35 east and I-35 west. I-35 east goes to Dallas. I-35 west goes to Fort Worth. And then they come back together in Denton, which I believe there's one already up on the Denton uh, merge or very near it also. Um, That is very interesting because I will say that that is one thing when we drive down to like my sister's house or Waco or uh, just south of here, but not all the way, because I think the closest one to Dallas going south is in like Temple, which is quite a ways. Um, it'll be nice to have one in Hillsboro. However, 
I have to wonder what the effect on Hill, uh, Bucky's opening up in Hillsborough is going to do on the Slavicheks and West, the check stop in West Texas. Now, the check stop, I say, will probably do okay because they have those world famous uh, pig in the blankets. They call them kolaches. I was, maybe that's the right term for it. I was raised calling those pig in the blankets, and kolaches were the fruit things that looked like, like mashed potatoes that had like a, a bowl out of the middle of them and the, the fruit compote was in the middle of it, the jam and jelly or whatever. Um, because I will tell you, I love a Bucky's, uh, I love all of their breakfast stuff. I love all of their barbecue stuff. I love all of their beef jerky. And I think Slavichek's is known for their beef jerky also. So that's probably going to take a hit there. It's fun. They have clean bathrooms. Um, if you were drinking soda, which I very rarely do, sometimes on trips I do, you get like a, I think the smallest they have is like a 200 ounce cup, something like that. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what happens in West. Uh, you know, Louisville, Bucky's wanted to open up. I think it was Louisville or maybe it was some town near Louisville wanted to open up there. And the city was like, no, we're not going to allow it. Not going to happen. It'll impact all of our, our local businesses, all of that kind of stuff. So what did Bucky's do? They opened up two exits down the road. And so the inevitable happened. A lot of the gas stations and stuff around it started to suffer. Louisville, I'm going to say Louisville. I assume, I think that's the town that turned them away. Louisville lost out on all of that sales tax revenue. I can't even imagine the sales tax revenue of a Bucky's. And because um, it's pandemic, if you've never been to one, you need to. I think there's one in Ro uh, Rockwall, just on the other side of Rockwall from Dallas. Um, worth a road trip. It is. I think they're super fun. Um, and the uh, what was I saying? Oh, so Louisville missed out on all that sales tax revenue, and it's still. And actually, they probably lost sales tax because it's affecting all of their local gas stations and such. Like bad choice, bad choice. So. Um, and then the other big piece of news from today is Harry Essex, Prince Harry's book dropped today. It's called Spare. And some of the revelations from it, y'all, my goodness, I'm very, um, I'm of very mixed minds on it. Uh, I, so I'm a, I'm generally a fan of the royal family. Like I'm, I'm a fan of them existing. I am a fan um of uh i'm a fan of like the tourist part of it the regality of it the pomp and circumstance um love the idea of a queen uh all that in princesses and princes who doesn't love that right and all the studies have shown that they actually make more money for the british government than it costs the british government to have them so it's a good investment as well um <clears throat> so so on this point, though, I am very conflicted because like Prince Harry says, I don't want anything to do with that anymore. I need privacy. I need to get away. And me and my wife and my family, we're going to move to Montecito, California, which, by the way, if I win the lottery tonight, that's the first place I'm going. Also, we're buying a house in Montecito. But the uh, it's so beautiful. Oh, my God. It's wonderful. But the. Uh, uh, but then he moves out there and then he signs a Netflix deal and, and is on all the stuff and writing these books and making the documentary and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, well, bitch needs some money. I get that. Like his, his level of lifestyle 
is such that he can't and, and if he's being written off from the royal family or or pulling away from it he, he can only live so much on the mo money his mom left him so i get that part of it but i'm like if you wanted if you wanted away from it then get away from it but now we're starting to see that um maybe he is letting us know that i didn't get away from it because i wanted privacy i wanted i got away from it because it is toxic and that they treated us poorly and that so some of the revelations are that a lot of the bad headlines and stuff queen camilla is actually feeding those to the british tabloids in order to make herself look better because for the for a long time she's always been she's been the the mistress she's been the one that everyone hates because everyone loved diana and hated camilla right and so she needed someone to be below her. The way you, get, you way you work your way up in tabloid world is to make sure someone is below you. And so his rationale is that she was the one feeding the stories to the British tabloids and the press, just general press in general. Um, I don't see that that's a big stretch from the truth. I could see that being reality. So. I'm not saying it is. I'm not saying I believe it. I'm just saying I'm not saying that's that sounds too far. It didn't sound far fetched to me at all. So on that, um, and then there was some that like um, uh, he seems to talk very kindly about his grandmother. For I have not heard much about his grandmother, Queen Elizabeth. I've heard a lot about his father and his brother, Prince William. Do y'all remember when we were growing up that Prince William was the one that was so dreamy? He was like a storybook prince. And everyone thought, oh, he's going to be so handsome when he grows up. And, and Harry was kind of the unusual looking one. And um, and now, like, I think that they're, what is Harry in his upper 30s and William's in his lower 40s, I believe. Uh, William is not a handsome man at all. He has no hair. He's developing all of, like, the British tics, like the weird, fa the weird facial expressions and, and all of that kind of stuff. Um, he's married to Kate, who is gorgeous, but supposedly a stone cold bitch also. Um, and then uh, and then Harry has turned out to be the handsome one. I am going to say we watched the document. We watched all right. Todd watched the documentary about Harry and Meghan. Um, was it like six episodes, eight episodes, something like that? I was kind of in and out of the room on them. I don't think I missed much by being in and out of the room because. I think they could have done it in half the time. I felt I found it very redundant. Um, I found some of the things interesting. I like the stuff about how they met and all that kind of stuff. Um, truth be told, I had never heard of the TV show Suits until she married Harry. And I've never actually seen Suits. The only way I would even recognize the show Suits is if I saw her on television. Because I can't think of another thing that she's ever been in. Um, <clears throat> but the... Uh, 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 her the part like where they go back to her school and all that kind of stuff like that felt like I don't understand I didn't understand the reason to go that far back I felt like the show was supposed to be about them together and them facing the world that kind of thing um, and I will tell you this too everyone acts like Europe is such an enlightened place I've lived there and I have relatives there and all of that I they are just as racist if not more racist than the United States of America we're just, they're just better at hiding it. And we're better at, at putting it on the front porch, putting it on a flag and putting it in the white house. So the, uh, 
I, I, I believe a lot of the racism comments too. A lot. I believe a lot of them. So, um, hey, Brian Bertram, how you doing? That's a blast from the past. Raven saying that Prince William got his dad's hair or like thereof. Yes. Um, and Sandy is saying that's what she was thinking that they need the money. Um, so that would, you know, the money thing was my initial reaction, but now I feel like they legitimately kind of want to set the record straight. Right. So, um, and Aaron is reporting back in on the Bucky's topic built in Denton and Denton gave them a tax break in exchange for a bridge. Yeah. But you know what? That tax break, I bet. So they still have to pay the sales tax in though, to the city. So they probably just didn't have to pay property tax. Um, or they may have done what is a, um, uh, like a tax improvement, a, a TIF, I think is what it's called, where you still have to pay property tax on the original value of the land. You just don't have to pay property taxes on the improvement that you made for like 20 years. And then after 20 years, it catches up. Um, there's still money coming in to Denton big time and Louisville lost out big time. So um, anyway, um, and this is a good seg from the Harry and Will thing. I was going to talk about this yesterday. All of this, there's so much controversy about this Nepo babies thing. I don't know if you've heard of this. It's basic Nepo's nepotism. And it's about how so much of Hollywood, famous people in Hollywood are stars of famous people and or cousins of famous people or whatever, right? A lot of them are kids of famous people. Um, and everyone somehow that's the new thing of the millennials right now. I'm just like pushing back against that. And it's on social media and stuff. I'm like, where the fuck have y'all been? Like most major stars are related to other major stars. Uh, uh, do you know that Melissa McCarthy is Jenny McCarthy's cousin <laughs> that Drew Barrymore, her dad was one of the Barrymores and her, his dad was one of the, I mean, she's from like one of the most legendary families in Hollywood. Uh, who else? Candace Bergen is from a, a big family. Tom Hanks's kids are in it. Um, what is it? Dallas Howard, who I adore, um, who is in all of the Jurassic Park and Jurassic World movies. She's in the Jurassic World movies. Love her. Um, which, by the way, uh, Dominion, uh, Jurassic Park World, Jurassic World Dominion, I think is what it's called, recently just went for free to stream on like Netflix or whatever. So, yes. Um, so I'm like, where have y'all been? And of course, it doesn't mean they lack talent. Actually, I think that all of them are very talented for the most part. Um, I think it is just more about access, honestly, and be able to, the Sheen family. Yeah, absolutely. Emilio Estevez, Martin Sheen, Charlie Sheen, all of those people. I mean, there's just, you could just name one after another after another uh, who are related to each other. Um, I'm like, it's just, it just comes down to access. And yes, it is. It does mean it's harder for the John Krasinski's of the world or the Meghan Markle's or whatever to like kind of get their their foot in the door. But I don't. I don't necessarily see it as wrong. I mean, if you're if you are growing up and you already know, and a lot of it's not even that the parents are introducing them. It's that they already know just because their parents knew. I mean, like even in in music, Clive Davis, like. Whitney Houston is the daughter of C.C. Houston, right? Who was a famous, like, gospel singer. And so that, that I mean, of course, there's going to be a natural connection there, all those types of things. So I don't know. Maybe it's just because I have no problem raising my own Nepo babies. 
But anyway, um, and that's all I've got on my list of things to talk about. Uh, let me look through the comments. If y'all have anything else you want me to talk about, throw it in the comments real quick while I vamp. I don't see anything else. Um, Carrie is going to be here tomorrow. She is making her 2023 debut premiere. She will be here. Um, uh, she got back from England a week and a half ago, New Year's Eve, and she was there for almost two months. So it's been that long since she has been here. She's going to tell us all about her trip, all about all the other stuff, shit she bought, shit she ate. If you follow her on Instagram, you saw all you saw like a minute by minute uh, of her um, visit to England. <laughs> I was teasing her about her stories on Instagram. So, alrighty, well, with that, I'm gonna say bye. I love you. It's important that you were loved. I love that you watched this. Thank you so much for letting me externally process. It helps me greatly. Um, take care of yourself. Don't should yourself to death. And I will see you tomorrow at 4:30 for another sort of cooped up live. Should I say? Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.